Okay, good morning. So continuation of uh, last week, I spoke about Eir, Eir Sof. So today I'd like to go to the next topic, which flows directly from there. And you could say is the antithesis, or like the, I don't want to say the umazah, but the second side of the coin. Let's talk about the Seyed HaTzimtzum. The word Seyed HaTzimtzum is uh, used by the Arizal. Seyed HaTzimtzum. And just like I spoke about earlier, what is the, what is the muhus of this Tzimtzum? Why do we need it? What is its tafkid? What is its purpose? In the whole scheme of things. And so, if you recall, last week I explained, taken from many different Maimori Chassidus, that Eir is essentially, if you wish, another way of saying it is like a tool or an instrument, a koyach that the Ebishter uses to create a mitzvah, existence like ours, in a way that it will serve, for lack of a better word, as a mamutza. On one hand, it's completely bottle, telekus, because it has no mitzvah of its own at all. On the other hand, it's not the market itself. So, so to speak, we have something that we could relate to, which in turn connects us directly to the market, to Atzimus, the Lashnachsidus. I mean, the example I gave for it was like a, think of it like a field of energy. Remember, no one's ever seen Eden Sof, so you can't really visualize it with your eyes. So we use Mishalim, so this uses examples from Eid HaShemesh, Eid HaNefesh, other different Mishalim, like Mipsari Echzalaka, which also they used to create it. There's a Sikha from the Rebbe where he says that the whole Shemesh was created in order to give us a sense of Eden Sof. There's differences, obviously, between a Gashmizdike Moir and a Ruchnizdike. But nevertheless, by through these different Mishalim, we can come to understand it. So if you want to imagine it, if uh, Atmos is something completely off-limits, built in Mitzvah Snimtza, something you can't even, can't even visualize or imagine. Oyer would be like a field of energy. That's a word you'd be used in science. Field of energy means it's just like a blanket that has nothing on it. It's just a blanket of, of energy or air or light, whatever works that you can relate to. I gave the example of like the air nefesh. So the nefesh itself is essentially off limits. We don't even know what our nefesh is really. I'm talking about etzema nefesh. But we know the air nefesh. How does it manifest? It gives us highest life. It has keiches nefesh faculties. Chachma bin Nadas through Chesed Gurit first, that's what he said, Malchus. It has Chushim, Ria, Shmia, etc. So we know it through its expression. So the way Chesedus explains that the Nefesh itself is like the Mokir, that we can identify directly, but we can identify how the Mokir is expressing itself. And it expresses itself, the Losh Chesedus uses his air for the reasons we discussed, and Chesedus explained why Dafka air, not Shefa, and so on. Okay, so now once we know that, so now we have something that Ebishta created that is, as I said, on one hand it's a creation, on one hand it's not really a creation because it's nothing but a lakus, it's not a yesh. 
It does not, it's not margish itself. Oyer is only margish its mokir. It only feels its source. And it's completely dedicated to the source. It doesn't even have pchira. So now, what, why can't we just stop here? The obvious reason. You still don't have a mitzvah elements. You don't have an existence. All you have is a mitzvah nimtza of elikus, but it's pure elikus. It's as pure as it gets. In other words, if you leave it as it is, it won't. It's the same question that I posed last week: that you need to have kol yochel to create a yesh out of just out of oyer. And the Ibsen doesn't want to just use kol yochel. He wants to make it sense. It should be make sense to us, and should be in a seder v'hadraga that we can understand the process as much as humanly possible. There's always going to be an element of kol yochel. Someone asked me. Obviously, there's always a koyach hamafilasis, but it's a klal in learning chiddus that you don't use that unless you have no choice. In other words, wherever possible, you try to explain al pisechel. If you come to a point where you have to use, like, so then you have to say it has to be a union of kol yochel, neisa hofchim, and so on. But you don't use it every time something is a question. You say kol yochel. No, that's absolutely not the way the Ebershter wanted it. Or else what's the whole point of seichel and all that we spoke about understanding elikus? If it's all kol yochel, that's not logical. That just says the Ebrister can do whatever he wants. So what's the next step of the process of how you get from Oyer to existence as we know it? Now, Kamu, there's a big istalshalus here. It's not like you just suddenly jump to one more step. It's, it's, uh, it's millions of steps. But generally, and that's what I'm going to go through, the next step would be the the exact opposite of Oyer. Just like the Ebrister has the power to be mispashit, or sometimes the language koyche lahoyer, he has also the power to not be mispashat, meaning not to express. So you'll see from this that there's a lot of interesting things that come out of this uh, kayach. First of all, on a very basic level, now you have another kayach aliki, which is going to allow for the suppression, so to speak, the hagbola of the air. Because if the air is the way it remains right now, it's air ain't soft. As we know, ain't soft mamish, not just begash, not just in, in uh, kamus, but also in echus. So the lotion of the of the Arizal, the beginning of Eitz Chaim, and as, and as explained, mitzias means the mitzias that will become a mitzias. Right now, there's no real mitzias, but whatever there is, it's mamalak everything. The ain't shu mokim nesinus mokim the elam is klal, klal klal, meaning there's no room for anything else. It's ain't soft. So now comes a second Keach Eliki, Keach Atzimtzum, or you can call Keach Ahelam, or Keach Shalei Lahoyer. That's the root of it all. That the Ebesh to shine. The sun has no choice. It was created Lahoyer Ala Oretz. But Atzmus is not that type of Hagbala. So the Ebesh also has the power to not shine, meaning not to be Megal, or to put it in different aces to make that the Gilui should be concealed, and reveal only part of it. So the Moshel, the famous Moshel for this, until the Alter Rebbe, this is stated in Eitz Chaim, the Talmud Arizal discuss it, they don't explain it. It all remains very Kabbalistic, very cryptic. And that's why there's all the different opinions about the Tzimtzum, because it wasn't so clear. The Alter Rebbe, in the famous Maimon Lukutetere Vayikra Deisofus Lahovin Inya Mashukosu Beis Chaim 
talks about this and gives the muscle, the muscle of the Ravana Talmud, which, as I said before, is an excellent, is, I, mean, I don't have to give us comments at the Rebbe, but it's an excellent muscle to understand this in a way that we can somewhat relate to. So if you think about Ravana Talmud, and this, and this muscle you all know, one of the most famous Mishalim Echsidis, is that Rav is, let's say, a brilliant teacher, and obviously a human being cannot be bligvul, but imagine he's a bligvul uh, seichel. He's, uh, he's able to, he's the most brilliant possible uh, mind. Then comes a makabal, a Talmud. The Talmud is a beginner who doesn't even, haven't even learned olive base. Or even if he learned olive base, but he's still not on the level of the Rav. So how does a Rav, who has such brilliant mind, communicate with a Talmud? Who doesn't yet, especially in the beginning stages? So what would be the process? So we all can figure it out on ourselves. The Alter Rebbe spells it out. So number one, the Rav has to have a Uyr. He has to want to and want to be mispatmet. He wants to be a Rav. He wants to teach. But his Eir HaSeichel, in the, like in the Nimshel, is Eir Bligvul. If not Mamish Bligvul, but at least it's the Fiera HaTalmud is Bligvul. Just to, to qualify the Moshel. But Ninyans, that's the Teichel. It's completely Bligvul. So what does the Rav do? If he opens up his mouth... And just starts talking everything he knows. No Talmud, no beginner, no one would understand what he's saying. It'd be overwhelming. You see it sometimes. You talk sometimes to a Rosh Hashiva or the big daily Yisrael with great minds, and they don't have the Kayachat Simpson. What happens? They talk and talk, and, and they, it's, it's completely overwhelming. It's like being in the middle of a, an, an ocean. My name is Gabbard. So the Rav has to have a Kayachat Simpson. What does the Kayachat Simpson mean? First of all, he has to be able to suppress, limit the flow. He can't just talk and talk and say everything he knows about olive base. You know, he starts talking, he can talk about the whole shas, the whole Tedesh of Alpeh and everything. So he has to know how to suppress, which includes even being quiet. Because sometimes you need silence too. Like even when the Ebershter taught Moshe Rabbeinu, we know it says in the beginning of Pasha Vayikra, why they have sakim. Because when called Pasha Vashar, Pasha, the Ebershter would stop. So Moshe could absorb it. And that's even Moshe Rabbein. So, so the teacher has to be, the Rav has to be able to silence himself. And then comes a step two, which we'll talk about briefly. I'm going to talk about it more maybe next week. Um, is he also has to be able to regulate the flow. It's not just quiet. Because quiet, then the student doesn't receive anything anyway. Either. She has to be able to regulate it, which will be in the nimshal, will be the kav that comes after the tzimtzum. That the kav is air, but now it's a kav achut. It's a thin stream of light, which is lefierech, like spoon feed to teach a, a kindergarten child, alev, beis, gimel, dalet. So the tzimtzum has two things. Number one is it stops so-called, it quiets down the infinite, the bligvul of the air. And number two, it regulates it that it should flow in a Masudadika way, Suf on its own would not have that ability, so to speak. Now you could ask the question, of course, one second. If Aidain Suf is Ma'ina Moir and it has everything from the Moir, why doesn't it also have the Kayach to not radiate? So first of all, huh? What you could say, why do you need to go back to Atzmus for a Kayach at Simpson? You can just say the Aid itself also has a Kayach at Simpson. So first of all, Itaka does, because of because the Abishta has it, it passes on through air. That but second but secondly, 
part of the whole process, the Ebishter doesn't want Er to be Helen. He wants Er to be Gili. And then he wants also Akayach Helen. That's why you'll find Exodus a big emphasis that says, in Atzmus, Yechelte Lahoyer, Yechelte Shalei Lahoyer is equal. Because they're both Kayacha, they're both Chelis Atzmus. There's no difference, Mamash. But then there comes a stage where it becomes two Kavim. That you have the Kav of Lamai Lamai Laden Ketz, Lamata Mata Laden Tachlis, or Kayacha Gili, Kayacha Helen. Later will be literally Eir and Simpson. <coughs> Even on lower levels will be Eir HaGvul, Bligvul, Eir HaBligvul, and Eir HaGvul, on higher levels rather. This will ultimately be the Shadish of Eris and Kalin. So right now you have another Kayach, which is in its Mokir. Its Inyan is to be Magbil. First of all, to conceal, to be Mailim, and to be Magbil, the Hamshachas Ha'er Einsof. And ultimately, and we'll talk about that later, it's not for now, it will ultimately become the second Kav that when it works together with Eir well, you have what, what's a good teacher? A good teacher is not just someone who can teach ideas. He also knows how to regulate the ideas that the makabal can receive it. As I said, you have teachers that are brilliant, but you can't understand them well. They either, they either talk too little or they talk too much. So the perfect communication, which is really also a lesson in communication, a good speaker, a good teacher is going to be able to say something that's not more than necessary, not less. In other words, if it's too little, he can't understand what he's saying. It's too much Simpson. If it's too much, it's too much Eir. So really, the balance between Eir and Simpson, or Gilead and Helen, is the key to everything. And that's the step two. We'll call it step two. Now, I should mention, usually you talk about the Simpson addition, but I'm sure you've learned in my modern that there's levels in Eir and Sub before the Simpson addition. So the Rebbe, in Tovshim Memhei, Yutzvah time. Bosle, Bosle Gani and the Maimorim and the weeks afterwards in the Sichas, the Rebbe spoke about something that he said you rarely find in Chassidus. The Rebbe only place you really find it is actually in the Chassidus of Rab Aaron Strashela in his Svarim, who was a Chassid of the Alter Rebbe. And that is that there's Tzimtzumim before the Tzimtzum Arishim. You've heard this before? You may have learned about it. That there's Tzimtzumim before the Tzimtzum Arishim. That was the Lushan from the Rebbe. The Rebbe cites it once in uh, Ranat, in the Chotzer Ranat, in Ha'ara, in the middle of the Maimah, the Rebbe brings Rabbi Anastasia about this topic. It's not often talked about Chassidus. There are Ramazim to it and different things, but I'm mentioning it because it's vital to our conversation here, because what it means, Simpsumim, before the Simpsum edition, when you learn Pashtas Chassidus, Eireh Sof, Memalakola Metzias, it is known as Sinus Mokim Le'elem, this Klal, at all. So the next step after all that comes the Tzimtzum Arishin. And that's the Tzimtzum. So to say this Tzimtzum before the Tzimtzum Arishin seems to be a Chiddush. You don't find in that Iza. And yet the Rebbe discusses it. As again, Tav Shemem Hei Yutzvah time. Yutzvah and the Maimorim and Sichas after that. And what's an Akudah? An Akudah is actually quite logical. What does Tzimtzum mean? Tzimtzum means that you don't have just Eir Onasof, Belisof. You have some Agbola. Not Agbola Gashmi, obviously, and not even Agbola Ruchnis. So as soon as you say, for example, before the Tzimtzum, you see there's Dargis. Um, we talked about it last in the last uh, semester when we talked to learned Ayin Beis, a letter from the Rebbe that refers to what is the Dargis before the Tzimtzum. Tavshin Tez, the Rebbe wrote a very interesting letter. 
Kedai to look at. Um, and they, for example, you have the Dagas Lifting at Simpson, you have uh, Kedem Alei Sarotzen and Alei Sarotzen. You've heard this, you'll learn this in my modern. Esses Firas Agnuses. And what's higher than Esses Firas Agnuses? Firas Ain Ketz. You have the Darge, what's called an Eir, Eir, Legalis La Atzme, Eir, Lohairas Elamis. Expression like Shir Atzme Bekeach, the Rotzen of Ano Emlech. I mean, all these Lashenas that I just mentioned are, are scattered many different Maimorim. I'm sure you've come across it. These are all Lifniat Simpson. So how does they exist? If Eirein Sof is Eir Poshet Betachlis Apshitas, what that means is simple. It's seamless and shapeless. And there's no Hagbola at all. Hagbola, but I mean Hagbola again, not Hagbola in any way that's uh, Gvul. But I mean to say a definition. So how do you say this? That's just how do you say there's the Kedem Aleis Rotsen, Achar Aleis Rotsen, there's levels Haskome, Shakvetaria, Hachlote, there's a lot of Lashenis about these levels. And like I said, Shir Atzme Bekeach. And from that will become Malchus de Ainsof, is another one. Malchus de Ainsof. Malchus de Ainsof is the Malchus of Esses Firas Agnuzis, it's Lifniat Simtsum. So the answer is because it's Simtsum and Lifniat Simtsum Arisha, the same Kayach. That the teacher has to be magbil as he teaches a student, he's also magbil within himself to prepare to teach the student. So, in other words, before the shir begins, the teacher is teaching to, to the matalmidin, he's preparing in his own mind. I'm not going to say everything I know. Today, I'm going to say, I'm going to learn a sugya, let's say, or a inyan exidus. I'm going to talk about Allah Bey's Gimel Dalit. So, even before he speaks and teaches, in the air, he's already exercising his Kayachat Simpson. However, it's still all within so-called the mind of the teacher. Wow. Then, just one second, let me just finish the sentence. Then comes step two, and he actually starts teaching it that way. So that's what the Rebbe basically says, means that to start to start envisioning, if you wish, the levels that will later become in actuality after the Tzimtzum. Yeah? Why is it that this, Because the Poyal Siddhas doesn't talk about the word Simsumim before Simsum edition. In the Khrami, after you hear the Rebbe speak about it, it makes total sense. But before the Rebbe spoke about it, that's what the Rebbe said. Siddhas doesn't mention Simsum before Simsum, just mentions his levels. But the levels, yeah. Okay, look, after the Rebbe said it, we all, we all accept. But before that, it wasn't talked about. You know, Simsum, because when you read the Itzchayim, you read about one Simsum. You don't read about Simsumim before Simsum edition. Look up in the Mamam. The Rebbe speaks about Barichas there. Oh, very good question. Excellent. So what's the talk of the Timsum Adishan's function? So the Nukud is, which was the next thing I was going to talk about. But first, let me just finish uh, detailing. Let's go back to the Moshal because it will be easier to understand. So the teacher now has in his own preparation, so to speak, all within himself, has now created, let's go, he's envisioning what he's going to be teaching. The real, so then what's the Chiddush of the Arizal? I mean, we'll talk about the Chiddush of the Arizal shortly more, but I mean to say, what's the Chiddush of this Simpson if you already have Simpson? And the answer is because the Simpson addition is the real jump from a Raf to a Talmud. If you stop right there, the Raf can have all the structure within himself, you're not going to have a world. Let's say the teacher prepared his Shiyurim and he's ready to teach. And then for whatever reason, he, does, he decides not to teach. Or the Talmud doesn't show up. Just an example. 
So all the preparations are very nice, but the bottom line, you don't have a, you don't have the skater, so to speak. So it's like somebody, you, you're dreaming about building a house and you have it all figured out, every detail you have envisioned. But then comes someone say, you know, what about the building? You say, well, I have it in my mind. That's very nice, but you don't have a pale mamish. So the Simpson Edition's real role is to actually implement that all this will become concealed. Even by the way, even these levels before the Simpson also have to be concealed because they're still too intense for the Talmud. The, for the teacher, it's a step away from so-called his Eden Sof. He's moved to look at, say, Dargis in Eden Sof in the Nimshul. But for the Makabal, that's also too much. So now there's going to have to be a real silence where everything shuts down, so to speak, begili, only gili, meaning it remains behelim. The student now, there's a mocking for the student to, to uh, sit in front of his teacher. And then we'll begin the kav and the hamshacha of existence. So the tzimtzum before the tzimtzum addition, you also understand why it's not elaborated upon, because it's not so vital in the whole picture. The tzimtzum addition is critical. Without that, you don't have briyas elements. It would be like saying, the Abishta says, I want to create the world, but he never says, Bereshis Baralakimish, Mamasarat. So what do you have? You have Briya Salamis, so to speak, and the Abishta's uh, potential. But you don't have the, 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 the actual creation. So what the Tzimtzum addition does is the actual creation. That's why not Havaya. And that is the, the, the tafkid of what the Tzimtzum does in this context. Now, there's obviously a lot more to this. Just wanted to first lay out its role and with the muscle of the Talmud and the Rav and Talmud, so it makes it you can somewhat relate to it. And it's very applicable, as I said. You can, uh, you know, I, I, I uh, give, um, I coach sometimes speakers or, or teachers and so on, you know, how to communicate. And this is the first thing you have to teach people is what to say and what not to say. Because it's all about the mix, like it's like driving a car. You don't can't press the gas all the time. You need brakes. But if you only press the brakes, you're not going to move anywhere. So you have to know how to regulate it. Um, and this is really not just for communication between a teacher and students, even between spouses, even between parents and children. You have to know how to speak to a child according to darke. That means you have to take the oyer and tailor it and shape it toward the kalim, toward the makablim. And that's the key to everything. Anytime anyone asks me about, like, how do you convey an idea, I say, who are you conveying it to? And then people tell me, what difference does it make? I say, because it's all about the makabal. You have to fit the earth to the makabal. You can't just sit and start being mamshach eris. It's all about how it's, the earth has to fit toward the makabal. And symptom is the first step toward that. It's still not the only step. Because this does, because there's a symptom doesn't mean you have chachma bin adas and demim tzameh chayim You still need to have more to actually create the differences, which is why Al-Tareb, after he speeks in Ishai Yechid Muna about Simpson in Peri Gimel and Dalad, then he goes into, of course, as he speaks in the beginning, Asius. You need the Chav Beis Asius, the Hi'er, the Asarim Amoris. But without Simpson, there's no Asarim Amoris. There's no Bukhala Asar. There's no nothing. You don't have any structure. So Simpson is really an interesting, it's also a mysterious Kayach, because it's not through Gili, it's really through Helam. But the Helam is critical for the Gili to be able to become manifest in a productive way. Just to give an example from uh, the Gemara. The Gemara. 
So we have the story with Cheni Hamagel, davening for for rain. It was a famine, in the Gemara in Tainus, and it's rain. So it's a famine. It's a drought. There's no rain. The crops are drying up. Say davens, and then his tefillah the Ebrister fulfills his tefillah, and what happens? It starts pouring, but not stop pouring. A flood. So what does he has to daven a second time? He says, Rev Teva So much good we can't receive it. When rain comes down in, in a flood, it's just as destructive as if there's no rain. It destroys the field, the crops, the seeds, and so on. So you have to have rain to come down what we call gvuris kshamim. Why is it called gvuris kshamim? Even though Geshem itself is Mayim, which is Chesed, because you want the Chesed to be got, to be regulated. Raindrops are what? Are Kayachat Simpsum being applied to an air that doesn't have Simpsum, and then the drops come down drop by drop, gets absorbed in the ground, and the ground has enough time to receive more drops. The rain comes down without Hagbalas. As I said, it's a, it, it's a flood, it's a marble. If it comes down with, it doesn't come down at all, it's total Simpsum and hell. So it's a perfect example where, where Simpsum is working together with Gilui. Basically, later Kavan would be Chesed and Gvura. Here we're talking much higher than that. We're talking Keicha Gilu, Keicha But it's a perfect example of the balance. That's why you say, all the time, you need Chesed has to have Gvura Sheba Chesed. You just spoil your children or you spoil anybody. You just give, give, give. You're going to end up hurting someone. On the other hand, just not to give at all is also not. So it's all about the regulation between these two forces. The Sheirish Shroshim, where does it start from? The Keicha Lohoyer, Keich Shaloy Lohoyer of the Ebishter, of Atmos, which later will become two Kavim, but at the root of it, it's really one Keich in the sense the Ebishter can do whatever he wants. He can do it this way, that way, it's one Yechelis. But it will manifest in two different Efan. Okay, so that explains the general idea of Simpson. Any questions on this? And we're, I'm going to move to another aspect of this. Yeah, yeah. So a few things I'll just elaborate a bit more. Number one, for, uh, it makes much more, as you talk about making sense, it makes more sense that way because then you have within, uh, within the human, within existence, you have two equal kavim and they're not coming from one place. They're coming from two places, so therefore you have a much more structured entity here. In other words, in the, let's go back to the teacher. If the teacher was just one koyach, koyach gilui, and in the gilui, he also has the power to regulate the gilui, then there comes a question, okay, so where's, when he needs more helen, where's it going to come from? If it's all mixed with the gilui. So the fact that you have like two koyachs, like chesed and gvura, is really much more helpful to any form of a structure. Because here, for example, even in companies, just to use an example in business, they have people who um, are controllers. What is a controller? He looks at what is being done in the company and makes sure that you're using only amount of resources you need. If you have the guy that's doing it all and he has to also be magbul himself, you're not going to have a good system. So you almost like need two types of people. One person who is like, uh, <laughs> to use an example, the Rebbe would come up with different campaigns. And the Rebbe would say sometimes, laugh, you know, like almost like uh, humorously about Rabbi Chadikov, he's my treasurer. But Rabbi Chadikov's role was basically to cut costs. 
or to always complain when things were uh, too expensive. So it's very in the human in the human structure of things. Usually, you don't have one person doing both because it's two different teva. That's on a very balbatish level. On a deeper level, it also creates much more keach that tachtenim ultimately, and not just an expression of gilui that's controlling itself. It's actually a product of keach atzimtzum. So you talk about real tachtenim, the helam of the heston of this world, that you know that it's rooted in the keichat simpsum, so it really gives it a real helam v'hester. Then you mamshech aid into it. I mean, there's more explanations for it, but that's uh, just bekitzer. Okay. What I want to touch upon now is this next step in this whole simpsum uh, discussion, now that we've established that. So what's talking the chidush of that is? I mean, it's a dover poshet seemingly, that Eid HaBligvul can't create because you won't have a Mitzvah of Nevraim. Like I said, the teacher doesn't have a Tzimtzum. No way that you're going to teach students. So we say, Chidush HaRizah, to the extent that you probably heard the expression that the Ramak, Lo Yoda Me'inyan You've heard this? Okay. I can't figure you guys out. You have like uh, poker faces. You don't say yes or no. Doesn't matter. So there's my modern where it talks about Ramak, Ramosha Kardaviro, who actually was a colleague a little older than Darizal. Um, his yotzeit was just Pashki uh, Seitze. Darizal was maspid him. There's a whole sikh about Vatilisa Allah and Darizal's maspid the Ramak. Ramak was a, obviously a, a great Makubal. And it says in Chesidus that Ramak, in the way he presents Kabbalah, lo yoda So let me ask you a close kasha. So Dover Pasha, with the Ebrister creating the world, you need to you need that not result to tell you that the Ebrister was myelin and conceal, concealed his presence. Obviously, there's no world without concealment. If you want a posuk, it says clearly in Pasha Vayelach, Haster Aster Ponai. V'yem ha'hu, Haster Aster Ponai. Hester Ponim is the expression used. It's a portion in Gordon Medrashim. It says, Even the word symptom is used. And again, you don't need to have grace to seichel, to bother poshet. Where's Elikus? You have to say it's behelem. Eneid movade. Helem means symptom. So what exactly is the chiddush of that Yizal? And what does it mean that Ramak didn't know about it? That Ramak didn't understand that they were to conceal themselves? So clearly, there's something much more going on here than just to concealment. So this is, we have to go on a little deeper into the topic. So, Bikitzer, the word is like this. And this is, uh, I, I think I'd say in one of the Maramikim, this is Ayim Beis, I think Peter Kuf Samagdal, is that what I wrote? Chilik Aleph. Yeah, I think it's Peter Kuf Samagdal. I'm just checking. That's fine, I can't find it now. It's all right. So this is somewhat based on that and based also on other Maimorim that talk about this. And this will also open up the door to the big topic that I'm sure you've also heard about, the machlekes between Mukobolim about whether the tzimtzum is kipshuti and not kipshuti. What does that mean? I mean, besides the chiddush of that Rizal, what does it mean kipshuti, not kipshuti? That made the mistake, like he says, that they touched Shimson Kipshute. So that's what I want to address now. So here's the Nikud. Go back to something I spoke about last week. 
And this is a Yisaita Yisaitis. Because based on everything I said, you could also, the easier way to solve all these issues, who says we have to have access to Eden Sof the Fnei Simpson altogether? This is the Ebristus Geschäften. Einlon or Eisig Benistaris. And it's not our business what's going on in Malafon and Malachar. Our connection to Alakus is Alakus Lachriat Simpson. You can make that argument, like I spoke about last week, that uh, that our relationship is with the Ebristus as he's uh, mislabish. Think of like a, a father. He gets down on the floor to play with his children. The Moshla from the Magid. And that's our relationship. The Fiat of the Ebristus, we're like children. And that's that. And what's our job? To do Maisa Mitzvahs, Kabbalah Seil, Nasa Vanishma. Why are we kriching Bechal and trying to connect to the Ebristus on these high levels? You know, the Rebbe once said, Nafabrengen, Yutaskislav, I think, Tazayan, he said, you know, the word 